Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. Real Estate Coaching Radio is the nation's number one daily radio show for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Get ready for fluff-free, unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what's truly working to get you into action, helping others, and making money now in today's real estate market. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. You know, it's a question I get, and Julie and I get all the time, every time we're out amongst civilians, non-licensees. It's a question that I never know how to answer, and the question is, so what do you do for a living? (laughs) I don't like that question, because the fact is, is that Julie and I do a ton of things for a living. There's not one thing that we do. So we've been trying to think of a clever answer for that, so we thought we had it nicked, and we said, well, we're authors, we're best-selling authors, you know, and the book became best-selling author, and we have another book coming out next year, which... It looks like it's already based on the pre-sales or what the, we're being told is going to be another bestseller. And so we sell, you know, we've tried that on for size. Well, we're authors. Oh, boy, then there was you write. Okay, well, that wasn't what we wanted to have happen. <laughs> so then we, then we thought we were clever. Oh, we're smart because Julie and I own several businesses. We have just, you know, stuff and that we have to manage. We oversee a lot of uh, assets. So I thought, oh, I know, we'll be clever and call ourselves asset managers. Ooh, well, that didn't work either. Asset management, what's that? How does that work? What, who's, are you working for someone? So, in other words, Julie and I don't like talking about ourselves when we're out and about. Amongst you guys, amongst our people, our tribe, if you will, yeah, sure, of course. But amongst civilians, Julie and I don't sell real estate. So it's weird trying to explain to them you know, what we do for a living because really we don't have, have it clearly defined. I mean, today I'm working on um, a bunch of um, – uh, pre-interviews, you know, I'm lining up 20 interviews with some top agents around the country, and then I'm probably going to do a little bit of writing, and then I've got to work with staff, and then there's a couple, you know, things like that. So there's no one clearly defined thing that Julie and I do, but there is one thing that we clearly are focused on, and, you know, this is what we always go back to when pressed. We're real estate coaches. That's what we are. That's really the, the essence of who we are, and I think that kind of encapsulates um, – you know, something that I want to share with all of you guys today. It is normal for you to feel um, a little bit slug, uh, sluggish this time of year, okay? It is. I don't know whether it's psychological or it's physiological. I've tried to figure it out over the past forever, as Julian had been coaches, because we've seen everybody, ourselves included, that have this sort of almost innate uh, desire to want to slow down. It could be the change of the seasons. It could be the weather, you know, getting cooler. It could be who knows what. But everybody experiences the same thing. So if you're feeling a little bit less motivated than you normally feel um, this time of year, going into next year, you've got to understand the cost of allowing yourself to slip into neutral or at least ratchet it back a few gears. And uh, this is not the topic of today's show, but I just, you know, I've had a lot of calls today with coaching clients. Clients have earned millions of dollars this year and have great years, and they basically have told me, Tim, it's going to be November soon. I'm only going to be working two weeks, and I'm going to work, you know, two weeks in December, and that's it. So let's not, you know, and they're, they don't want a bunch of pressure for me, and I get it. You know, they have earned enough money that they have the right to, and, and you know, frankly, have the, the uh, comfort, financial um where for all to not have to be so intensely focused in November and December it makes total sense. They've got listings that are taking into a new year. They've got opportunities to list more houses. So they're set. 
So if they want to cruise the rest of the year, they can't. But that's not true for most of you. So yesterday after our podcast, Julie, we had like 16,000 people listen, like basically within a couple hours of the podcast coming out. And that's very encouraging because this this day last year, we had 7,000 people. So really the number of folks we had listened year over year, almost consistent, day over day rather, is almost consistently at least doubled. A lot of the days in the past almost 12 months, we've had three times the number of daily listens. So people, are, think, I think, are tuning in to our straight shooting, um, you know, no BS approach to helping people be successful in real estate. So that's what I want to share with you guys right now. And then Julie's going to um, present the information that she's put together for all of you. So here's the thing. I get the fact that you have this innate desire. Julie, did you wake up this morning wanting to get up and, you know, basically power <laughs> out at power out of bed at 6.15 and, you know, do your uh, thing no. and take Zoe to school mm-hmm. and then come back and do a Considering couple hours of work. and then raining cats, dogs, and monkeys this morning, and it was about 42 degrees, and she had the sniffles, and it was dark out. Now, I, I have to confess, I did not automatically feel like being ready to rumble. That is true. No, I imagine not. And so here's the thing. Nobody does, guys, and Julie knows that, too. This is where the <laughs> saying of doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level, this is where it plays in your personal life. Which, so I'm sure Julie had that bouncing around in her head today, probably saying that to herself at the same time the other voice in her head was saying, oh, I hate that saying. Why did Tim think of that? It's horrible. But she oh. still did it. And Exactly. So she still pushed herself through doing what she didn't want to do and she didn't want to do it at the highest level. And that's what we all have to do because here's the price for most of you if you do coast the rest of this year. And, again, it's not necessarily applicable for all of you, but for most of you it's true. So if the, you know, almost set, what was it, 17,000, 16,000 listened yesterday, there's probably five of you who don't have to drill down for the rest of the year. The rest of you better drill down. Please listen to what I'm telling you. You cannot coast the rest of this year because if you do, you're going to screw up all of next year. And I know that sounds dramatic, and I know your ego is trying to argue with me, but why would I tell you that if it weren't true? Because here's what happens. If you wait to join the gym until next year, if you wait to um, put a financial plan together, in other words, get your real estate treasure map, your business plan done until next year, if you wait until you start actually uh, maybe even joining the Premier Coaching Program, if you wait to... Uh, decide that you're going to work, and this is your. We gave you guys a, a what was it, Julie? Your survival plan yesterday. So look, listen to those shows. We gave you a step-by-step, day-by-day plan what you should be doing the rest of the year. If you wait and you procrastinate, here's what you're going to create. Ooh, got to write that down, Julie. That is 100% caffeine-induced. That's it. As soon as the caffeine wears <laughs> off, I will not remember that. <laughs> so. Um, you will suffer because in the in the spring is when everybody well early you know late winter early spring is when everybody else that's when all the new licensees start coming out of the woodwork all the people with the real estate licenses all the people that are sort of kind of in the real estate business they all come out of the woodwork that's when the grizzled veterans come out of the woodwork too except for the most part, the top producers that we coach and a lot of you guys listening, you know what to do. You've already got your game together, so that's not going to be a big ramp up for you. You're just continuing the momentum that you already have from the previous year or this year. But for the rest of you, if you have no momentum and you think you're going to build it in the spring, it will take you too long and you'll lose at least half the year. And then what happens when you do that is that the second half of the year is going to be all about scrambling. So you're going to work your asses off if you don't listen to what I'm saying in the spring doing everything you possibly can to try to generate some business. 
you might have some closings in late spring, early summer. Many of you will not have closings until um, early summer. And then you'll basically be halfway through the year. And then the second half of the year is always harder than the first half of the year because there's a lot of natural, normal slowdowns, kids going back to school, summer vacations, all the rest of it. So building momentum going into the second half of the year, it's going to be almost impossible for many of you. That's the pattern that most people, not just in real estate, but most people in life follow. That's the reason most people stay fat forever and get fatter. That's the reason most people stay broke forever and get broker. Because they wait too long. They don't time things out. There's these little life hacks that we've wandered into. Fortunately, we are blessed to have a lot of people share, us, share these little life hacks with us. And, and I, we shared this with you guys yesterday, but one of the biggest ones was when we were told back in our Howard Britain days by a Howard Britain star who I don't remember – that the way to basically stay ahead of the pack, because there is such thing as competition. For you guys to think real estate's some big, and I know there's a little, you know, group of people in the real estate industry right now that are trying to act like we're all in it together. We're all just one big family, one big tribe. That is such a bunch of bullshit. We're not. This is a competitive business. There's only one. When you when you're competing for a listing, if you've never competed for a listing before, then you probably don't know what I'm saying. You know, if you've never, if you're not in the business to, in the sense that you're serious about it, where you don't compete, well, then yeah, maybe it is a big kumbaya. You know, let's go to the office meeting, have free donuts and coffee, and hold hands. Maybe that is what it is for you. But if you're serious about the business, competition is a real part of it. And if you want to have a competitive advantage over your, you know, marketplace over your competitors, you've got to do. Uh oh, here it comes again. What you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level, which means working this time of year. We've gave you a plan. Follow it. Guys, please, I'm reading on, face, on our private Facebook groups. I'm talking with you. I'm listening to your comments. I'm hearing from our coaches. Do not allow yourself to be lazy this time of year or you will ruin next year. You must work. Look, I'm not asking you guys to work through Christmas and Thanksgiving. That's unreasonable. But you have at least three solid weeks in November where you can get some stuff done. And you have at least three solid weeks in December where you can get stuff done. I know you have lots of, you know, plans and whatnot, but if you have not, if say you're listening to us for the first time because we asked you to do this activity back in, you know, late September, I'm reminding all of you who haven't done it yet, and I'm asking all of you who have not heard us ask, of, ask for you to do it yet, mark on a calendar the days that you're going to be working and the days you're going to be working, write down the things you're going to get done. And the things you're going to get done have to involve having direct communications with people that can say no to you. In other words, if you're not putting yourself in a position to hear no, you're just not doing your job. If you're wondering whether what you're doing as far as an activity is real work or not, ask yourself if there's any risk of rejection in the activity that you're doing right now. If there isn't, then you're not doing your job. That is the essence of what it takes to be successful in real estate. The fear of the rejection will force you, the smart amongst you, to get better at your craft. Getting better at your craft means you're more of service to the folks out there. That's the reason they choose to hire you. They choose to hire you because you've taken the time to overcome the fear you have of doing the work that you basically have been avoiding doing. And that's putting yourself in a position to hear no. You guys understand what I'm saying here? Everyone else in real estate right now is telling you a lie. They're telling you that you can be successful, continuously, perpetually successful. You know, predict, build predictable, duplicatable, income-producing businesses based on passive activities. It's just not true. When you're building a business that's not based on you doing overt, direct solicitation of business, when it's all based on passive or buying leads, which is about the worst sin you can be committing in your business, 
When you make your decision to pr- build your business that way, you know you never have a business because you cannot predict the income. When you focus all your best activities every day on being proactive and being a listing agent, you on the other side of that thought will have a tremendous sense of liberation from the tyranny that tears down so many hopes and dreams of people that you know get into real estate, start their own businesses. So I ask all of you to please take this seriously so we can celebrate with you 2019 being your best year ever. A lot of you have been hearing Julie and I say something very similar to this for the past forever on this podcast. And before we were doing podcasts, we've said this every year, probably these exact same words Julie and I have said for the past forever. Every time in November and December, we've said this to you thousands and millions and billions of times. Most of you, over time, listen and take action on it, and then you thank us for it. We get your emails. You send us videos. You leave us testimonials here and there. For the rest of you, come on, guys. Quit procrastinating. Do not wait until January 1st to do the things you must be doing. So all the things you think you're going to put off till next year, do this year. Start now. Get done. And all the things that you're thinking about doing that are not going to put you in a position to be rejected, you need to seriously not do ever or at least do during those you know, weeks where you're sitting around you know, waiting for the turkey to baste or whatever you do with the turkey or in between wrapping Christmas presents or whatever, right? That's when you do those no-yield or low-yield activities. During work time, you have to do things that are going to put you in a position to hear no. That is, at the end of the day, the true litmus test as to whether or not the activity you're choosing to do at this present moment is truly going to be dollar productive or just, frankly, a waste of time in most cases. So, Julie, does that help you with your premier coaching today? Because I know you were dealing with a lot yeah. of this mindset <laughs> stuff. I know, right? man. I, we understand it, it's the grind, but it's also the biggest opportunity you have all year long to be the one that wins. And on that note, I wanted to highlight, and I know she's listening because she's a really great premier coaching client. By that, I mean she comes to the class. She has a question virtually every day. And the thing that I like about uh, – this is Evelyn Tillman. She posted on our Facebook page. She lives in Oklahoma City. The thing I like about Evelyn is that sh- her questions have always to do with an action item, which has to do with profit. She doesn't have a lot of getting ready to get started to someday feel like possibly making an effort. It's always a question as a result of having made that effort. So I wanted to read her quick post. After knocking on expireds for four months, I finally got two listings. I was able to get into a high-end neighborhood and take the listing. Main encouragers, Coach Rochelle, for saying that you don't want to look like an IRS auditor <laughs> and pushing me to do open houses. She was talking about, you know, wear your name tag, look professional, be approachable. And Coach Julie saying we need to stop being intimidated by higher-priced homes. I was reluctant to hold a $500,000 open being a newbie. Okay, so Evelyn's one of our newer licensees. But thanks, past Evelyn, using one of our sayings, made it easier to get that listing right around the corner. So she was doing a $500,000 open in the neighborhood that she was door knocking, building her comfort level. And you know, 500000 in Oklahoma City is probably a pretty killer neighborhood. Also, the seller yeah. said that he called me because I followed up so much even though I felt like a stalker, now I just need to learn to defend my commission better. <clears throat> and again, Evelyn's learning all this. She's got her pre-listing package done. She's going out there. I believe Evelyn also has a uh, either newborn or real close to it. So she has some time management challenges, but still she finds time 
to show up to our coaching calls, to ask great questions, and most importantly, to take action. So nice job. And thank you for posting that and inspiring some of your colleagues, Evelyn, not just the newbies, but I know that your post also, I'm sure, though they probably won't admit to it, inspired some of our more grizzled veterans to get out there and do what they don't want to do when they don't want to do it and maybe in a price range they're not comfortable in, or a neighborhood out of their wheelhouse. So nice job on that. Keep them coming. Lather, rinse, repeat. Back to you, Tim. She said, she said something there, Julie, that was worth repeating, because it's one of the little thing, another one of the little things that Julie and I stumbled into. When you're experiencing success today, and it doesn't matter if like, you look at yourself in the mirror and you go, man, I got my act together, or you, know, you look at your bank balance and you say, wow, that's nice, or just whatever it is. You need to thank the past version of you. You need to thank the, you know, the person that actually in your you five years ago, two years ago, maybe 20 minutes ago, that did that particular activity that gives you the benefit of that now. So that's really kind of a fun thing that, you know, thank the past version of you because then that encourages the current version of you uh, to create something the future version of you is thankful for. I know that sounds a little convoluted. Um, but, you know, Julie and I like to keep things very simple, practical, and tactical, and I don't think it can be any more obvious than being grateful to the past version of you. <laughs> Talk about showing gratitude. And, Julie, in Oklahoma City, half a million dollars uh, for a house is definitely a good sale price. I bet you Oklahoma City has an average sale price of, if greater than two hundred grand, very, very, you know, hardly. I bet it's one eighty two hundred. yeah. We've been up there. All right, cool. So, um, Julie, let's get through your content. Oh, before we do, guys, um, do request a free coaching call. Go to freecoachingcallsforagents.com, freecoachingcallsforagents.com, and uh, you're going to be given six free books. We are in the process of updating that site, but the uh, and we're adding some more free content to it. We're going to add um, uh, actually two more uh, free books, guides actually, that are designed for this time of year. But do yourself a favor and go there and just click the instant. You know, there's a but. You have a choice now. You can schedule your coaching call into the future, or you can just click a button and connect with whatever whoever our coaching staff, our new member coaching staff, is available to speak with you now. And then after your coaching call, you're going to get access to those uh, free books. The one you want to download, they're all downloadable. But the one you, the two that you want to jump into first, this time of year, Julie and I always read. Uh, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, where we actually listen to it. There's a version of it out there just for you guys who are fans of that that ancient book from the 20s where he's actually reading it in his own voice. And it is so, I mean, I don't know, funny in a way because you're like listening to something where the words and the meanings are so modern and so perfect, but you're hearing it in this old-fashioned uh, you know, vernacular that is entertaining as hell just to say the least. You know, so if you guys want to listen to Think and Grow Rich, obviously it's for sale out there. Try to get the original version with Napoleon Hill reading it. But we do have a um, version called Think and Grow Rich for Real Estate. You guys get that free. And also the Real Estate Treasure Map. Those two books are your must-dos this time of year. Treasure Map is your fill-in-the-blank business plan. Now, remember, Premier Coaching members, you get the Treasure Map too, but you also get it with like, what, Julie, three hours of um, you know intense training on how to complete it, how to yeah. work through all the you know, the nuances, you know, just all the stuff, the math and whatnot. So there you go, guys. Go to freecoachingcallsforagents.com. Jules. Yes, you got it. So today's show, we're going to talk about how do you know is your listing overpriced, or for some of you, are your listings overpriced? How do you know? Some of you are going through this for the very first time. You're experiencing things not selling right away. Others of you are 
re-experiencing it, and really, if I'm being honest, based on <laughs> how some of your questions are worded, maybe not really enjoying that experience so much. Um, and of course, everybody is, pretty much everyone, has enjoyed selling things kind of fast and furious, whether that means 60 days or less, or six days or less, or six minutes or less in some markets. And as we showed you over the past 90 to 120 days, there is a real estate reset happening for most of you. Maybe not in the first time buyer price ranges or certain hot neighborhoods, but by and large, most of you are in phase two, where we start to see longer days on the market. We start to see price reductions. We start to see longer relationships with sellers. We start to see some seller frustration popping up. And of course, most of you don't like that much. You liked it being, you know, you listed on Friday and it's in contract by the following weekend or maybe even sooner. We're starting to see fewer competing offers and we're starting to see a uh, smaller list to sell price ratio, I get, you know, meaning the difference between what it's listed at and what it sells for is maybe not 101 or 105 percent of what you listed it for. If you haven't seen this happening, if you haven't experienced it, and it, it's kind of easy to fall into that, particularly if you are not a big listing agent yet, and you're going from two or three deals to two or three deals, maybe you're not experiencing volume to the, to the extent in which you see these trends in your own backyard. So you can list something based on the fact that the last time you had a listing, it sold right away. You didn't have that conversation with the seller based on really recent comps and trends. You based it on a 90-day-old comp that sold right away, and now you're, in your mind, stuck with a listing that's been on the market for 50 days. Oh, my goodness. The world is coming to an end. And so, of course, this causes great consternation. <clears throat> and we're going to backfill some of your education now with what actually causes listings to sell when the answer to that is not super low inventory in a screaming hot market. Does that make sense, Tim? That was too much of a run-on sentence. Okay. Uh, so I wanted to present to you a tool that we teach in Premier Coaching. Uh, and, you know, of course, those guys get a, a major drill down and a lot of technique. But here's the concept, the listing evaluation. Okay, so this is a tool for actually determining the saleability of a property. It's not just whether the market's hot or not. There are other factors. So this tool you can use either for yourself mentally when you're initially taking the listing. It can be a conversation with that seller prospect. But right now we're seeing you guys use it after two weeks or ten showings to evaluate is the listing overpriced or could there possibly be something else going on. So here's the format. You can do this as an email to your seller. You could print it and, and do it as a leave behind, as a mail out. There's lots of different ways you can utilize this, but it's a tool. So here's what you would do if it's an email. Dear Mr. and Mrs. Seller, every week my job is to evaluate the saleability of your home based on the six major criteria that cause uh, homes to sell. I'd like you to take a moment to review these six items and rate them on a scale of 1 to 10 and then email me your evaluation. So we're involving the seller in the conversation. We're not just saying, hey, your home's overpriced, let's slash it down till it sells which for some of you has been your attempt at dealing with things not selling. I've got news for Julie. you. Sellers don't really like that approach. <laughs> Go ahead. Julie? Mm -hmm. Hello, Julie? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. Okay. So, listeners, she's saying something, but I don't want you guys – is she saying this because uh, she's trying to get through her notes, but it's important you guys never say lower the price? Don't say lower the price. Flash. Never say lower the price. Wow. 
always say re, uh, reposition the house in the market to correctly reflect the market's expectations. Don't say lower the price. Lower the price will often cause sellers to take a defensive posture against you and be angry. And the other thing is, is when you're presenting pricing information, don't use personal pronouns. I know this sounds a little funky, guys, but don't say my CMA. Um, don't make it so it sounds like your presentation of your, you know, this is ego stuff, right? Don't make it so it seems like it's your price, your CMA, your professional opinion against their opinion because you will lose. Even if you get it priced right, you will lose in the end. They will somehow torture you for having been right. So say things like, we need to reposition the house in the market so that it correctly reflects the market's expectations. And don't say anything with regards to you having personal possession of the CMA's results. Say the market is telling us. And make sure you say the market is telling us, as in you and me, Mr. Seller. We're on the same side of this against the market. We're trying to show the market the value in the property. That's our job. That's my job. So the market is telling us that after two weeks or ten showings, if you don't have um, a written verified offer on the property, Mr. Seller, that we need to reposition it on the market so that it meets the buyer's expectations. That's a nice way of saying lower your price. Lower your yeah. price, again, is going to be a personal affront to most people. So be very, very careful when you're listening to Julie give you these suggestions that you do not um, meander into using lazy realtor speak. Because when you do that, you will pay the price. They will not listen to you, and you won't know why. And you'll blame the seller. Oh, they're unrealistic. They're jerks. They're not motivated. They're this. They're the other thing. No, you just weren't professional enough to deliver them this information in a manner in which they wanted to hear it. That's right, and that was my point. That for some of these guys that aren't used to having those conversations, and they know that the price has to come down, they use those words like slash and drop and reduce. And of course, every seller is going to have a mini heart attack over even hearing those words. And if they also don't like to be dictated to, like they're in kindergarten. So you use things like adjust to more accurately represent the expectations in the market. So, and by the way, one of the most common things that expireds will say to the second or third agent is, quote, the only time my last agent called me was to, at, was to tell me to slash the price. They didn't support with any reasoning. They didn't do what you're talking about, Tim, and, and talk about it's basically us versus the market. It's not my CMA. It's what the market is saying. It has how the market has responded. It's what the feedback has been. So let's get back to the tool, this tool, and I think we're going to make this a two-part show because I'm running into premier coaching here. So the, the evaluation is based on six criteria that causes homes to sell. The idea is to rate each of these six criteria on a scale of 1 to 10, with the goal, of course, being to score a 10 on all six criteria you're going to sell quickly. You're going to win. So what? And you're asking the seller to rate it themselves because maybe they think that their condition, and I had two specific questions on Premier yesterday about this, two different sellers who believed wholeheartedly that their condition was a 10 because, and Tim, you'll remember our client Oscar was a good example of this, because they had like the nicest stuff in 1973 ever. They had the flocked wallpaper. They had the fancy you know, brass fixtures, everything was fantastic. So to them, because they had that seller's ego attachment, the sellers thought, and it was the hill they were going to die on, that their condition was 10, when in fact the market reaction was, 
yeah, it's vintage, but it's going to need like $100,000 worth of rehab. So taking that into consideration, no, I'm going to pass. So you can see using the evaluation that maybe you're not on the same page as the seller. And that can create other discussions that will more likely lead to the seller getting your point versus just dictating to them. So uh, I'll do the six things, and then we'll talk about this more tomorrow in, in more detail. But obviously condition is one. Location is important because you can't change that. Uh, and location, you know, we had a seller that said backing to the freeway sounded like the ocean to them. Well, the market didn't agree with that. Number and frequency of showings, the price versus the competing homes, the seller's level of cooperation, and the seller's level of motivation. So these things should all be a 10 ideally. By using the evaluation, you can pinpoint what is the issue. So for example, maybe you really have a location issue. If location is a 3 or a 4, that puts more pressure on everything else having to be a 10. So you can mix and match this into conversations. We'll do this more tomorrow because I've got to run to Premier. I'll bounce the call back to you, to, or the podcast back to you. Yeah, no problem. So, um, guys, I'm going to go back to what I was originally saying, and Julie wanted to present this information to you guys today because a lot of you, for the first times in your career, are dealing with having to have inventory sellers' listings where, the, where they're not selling themselves. That's called normal. Uh, get used to it, and really where all this starts is when you take the listing. And I know, and we discussed this when we were, Julie and I were talking about the real estate reset, the different phases. Go back and listen to those podcasts I think there's four or five that we did. A lot of those were probably our most listened to podcasts we've done all year. Um, just go to iTunes and then also go to timandjulieharris.com. By the way, over on iTunes, a five-star review, not a four or a three. Don't be a wimp. Doesn't take any more effort to hit the click the five. It's <laughs> the four or the three. I certainly appreciate it. But listen to those interviews and um, or listen to those shows because. The uh, fact is is that – oh, and by the way, if you go to timandjulieharris.com, the notes for those podcasts that Julie and I are created are there as well. Just go to the search bar at timandjulieharris.com and just put in Real Estate Reset, and you'll find all the shows, and then you click on the article, and then you'll go to the replay of the podcast, but you'll also be able to copy, cut, and paste the content. Use that content when you're speaking to your sellers because what we're in, what most of you are experiencing is what Julie and I are calling phase two. Phase two is the hardest part of the real estate reset. That's when sellers kind of like are trying to, you know, hold on to past realities about seller pricing and then without having to accept too many of the real realities of what today's pricing is. And that's the hardest part of the real estate reset when people are essentially living in two worlds. Um, and, uh, that's going to be where you need to be a master of being able to present information to sellers that they don't want to hear. And it's not difficult, guys. We give you all the scripts in Premier Coaching. We tell you all the techniques. Where all this starts is when you take the listing, is setting realistic expectations when you take the listing, um, you know, telling them the truth when you take the listing, doing the things that maybe make you a little uncomfortable when you take the listing. That way, when you are in a market where stuff has been selling and closing in you know, 60 to 90 days, if all of a sudden the new reality is four months to six months, I don't want them blaming you in 60 to 90 days and making you out to be the villain because um, you know, the house isn't sold. It's just the nature of the market. It's just shifted. But if you didn't tell them about that shift when you took the listing then you, and, and you knew this information was there that you could have shared with them to alleviate their fears – and they're, you know, they're living in, they're seller, selling a house sucks from the seller's perspective. It's very disruptive. 
very stressful. So you need to present this information to them so you can set realistic expectations for what's going to happen over the selling process in this phase two market. And um, you guys can take the phases. Some of you guys have podcasts and some of you guys publish information. You do news flyers and whatever. Do yourself a favor and just use that information and say, hey, this is what Tim and Julie Harris are saying is happening, and this is the phases of the real estate reset, and phase one is the seller's market, phase two is this market, phase three is this market. So you can say, this is what we're experiencing now, and this is what we're going to experience next. This is what phase three looks like. You guys get it? This is the reason we provide this content for you, to make your lives easier, to make the lives easier of your clients. This is how it works. Being of service to you guys hopefully means that you're going to be of service to the folks that have hired you to be their uh, their representatives. If you need Julie and I for anything, it's Tim at TimAndJulieHarris.com or Julie at TimAndJulieHarris.com. But your homework from today's show, as is every show, is to go to FreeCoachingCallsForAgents.com. Have a fantastic day. We'll talk to you on the show tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>